You're listening to Voice Memos, the show about two longtime friends who have informative yet brief discussions about multitudinous topics. If you want to go deep into a topic, this is not the podcast for you. We keep it shallow. Now, please welcome your hosts, Jen and Myron. You just sitting around doing nothing? <laughs> Listen, uh, in the in the great words of Mariah Carey, oh. it's time. <laughs> oh my God! Speaking of Mariah Carey, I am already aggravated at people that I know we're doing this is our 79th episode we're yes. doing it I hate next week but I hate when people start with Mariah Carey in fucking November 1st <laughs> I am people this is me <laughs> you know what look the way this world is on a fucking powder power keg and things are so bad when she released her little video on like midnight november 1st or october 31st midnight or whatever it was and it was like a glass she was encased in ice and <laughs> ice started cracking and then it cracked up when she was singing this time and her little kids were around her <laughs> That cracking was my was my anger. I thought Mimi as she goes by is you know what? Not only is she insane, but she's a genius because if she goes broke from January first to December or to November first or something, she is remade a millionaire every year by that stupid song. God, <laughs> my and you know the 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 conversation around. Christmas trees. I'm having a third one. I can't wait. I'm sitting over here thinking I have a wreath that someone gave me. That's all I put on my door. <laughs> and mad about that. <laughs> totally pissed. I got to dust it off, make sure there's no spiders that got into it, and then put it on my door. <laughs> Unlike you, who keeps a tree up for every Ooh, month. Sir, I am ready. I am ready. So I don't think my tree would go up this weekend, but it'll probably go up one day next week because look, you only get, you know, 25 days to, or 30 days in December 31, I guess. But, and as you know, I've had my tree up for, once I had it up for two straight years, it never came down. And I don't know how Elian feels about that, but that tree is going to go up in the next within the next ten days for certain. You had a New Year's tree, a Valentine's Day tree, <laughs> a St. Patty's Day tree, Easter tree, a Memorial tree, Summer tree, Fourth of July I, tree. You know what? I can put it up now and call it my protest tree against the Israeli-Palestinian war. Like just. <laughs> Oh, that would be so cool to just oh. put Palestinian flags as oh ornaments. My, oh my God. This this oh this thing is this thing yeah. is ugly. Ugly and I don't know. I don't know if it's getting better. Well, you and I had a conversation, you know, we based our voice memos on the dialogue that you and I have back that going back and forth. And the power of social media, the power of 
of Western media the, and how the narrative can be dictated and based on lies, of course, that becomes so repetitive, you start to think, am I on the wrong side? And I don't mean the wrong side of Israel. Like I'm, oh, yeah, I'm yeah, with yeah. Palestinian. Oh, sure. I'm, I'm with Palestinian and, and we are watching a genocide happen right now. What I am, what I think about with that is how is America, like, are we, should we be now, let me preface with this. I'm going to, I'm yeah. going to take it back with the fact that we know that having an Israeli partnership or however in, in a political view, what that looks like and how important it is to have them as an ally. I think if we base things on always doing, we do things because we always have done them mentality. And so when I think about America and I know the allies and trying to keep peace with both sides, I don't know if it's peace is the right word, but mm. keeping the relationships both with the Israelis uh, as well as trying to provide um, relief to Gaza, medical supplies, funding, money. So trying to play both sides. But what I think of all of this and how bad Israeli and, and, and Hamas is different, right? So is mm -hmm. the Israeli government. And I think about how is this a time, is this a time in which United States can make a stand and say, we are no longer going to be your supplier. We are done. You have abused your power. You've used abused your resources and we are done with you. Could, if, okay, two questions for you. Could that be the case? Could we do that? And if we did, what are the repercussions to that? That's that's a great question. That really is because I think that whether it's a, a nation like the U.S. right now, um, a business or a family or even a um, just an individual, just because, like you said, someone someone or so entity has done something for X number of years doesn't mean that it has, has to continue. Like that's that's legitimate, and so and so that's a great question because U.S. We talked about U.S. has been um, an ally with um, Israel since the end of World War II, shortly after the end of World War II, and um, it wasn't the U.S. that partitioned. Um, what we Americans call the Holy Land into here's a homeland for Israel, here's a homeland for um, Palestine. It was mostly the British, the fucking British. It's always the British, but those fuckers. But, but the U.S. became the large, because we became like a global superpower, you know, during that war, we became the main, the main um, ally. And we became the main company, the main country that supplies arms like it's us it's our companies that supply the weapons all of, we're the number one weapons supplier of the world period we're not just and israel is not even like the top one that we supply weapons to or eight they're, they're probably like in the, they're in the top 20 maybe even the top 10 but they're like seven eight nine ten or something like that but anyway so then the question we like could could we back out and say you know we're no longer going to um we're going to drop you as an ally and, and has that is there any precedent for that like, is there any precedent where we just said to some nation that we that we've supported that we're not your supporter anymore? And you know, off the top of my head, I can't think of any, but I could think of something that is sort of in that world. You may remember it was during the 80s, and it was the 
the, um, the Falcon Islands War. So the Falcon Islands are some islands off the coast of Argentina. And Argentina is, you know, part of South America. And um, we have an agreement in the Americas of mutual defense and aid. So if, so if there's some big war over here, we're going we're gonna to defend each other. And we're allies with Great Britain. Well, Great Britain had claimed the Falcon Islands. Mm. That's the kind of stuff that Great Britain, you know, in all the colonizer days and everything. But Argentina was like, hey, motherfuckers, those are our islands. And we have people there. And they're not yours. But there were British nationals living on the islands. And so Argentina was like, you got X number of days to get out. We're reclaiming our, we're reclaiming our land. And the British nationals are like, no, this is British territory where we are not leaving. So the Argentine, the Argentine military went there, said, you are leaving. And so Great Britain sent warships to the Falcon Islands. Now, this is in, in the Americas. So then, so then the, the, by, by treaty and everything, the U.S. should have been defending Argentina. Because this is our side of the world, and we are protecting this whole side of the world, right? But we have a 200-year ally alliance with England, mm. right? And so then you got to figure, well, what will the U.S. do? The U.S. sided with England and said, basically said, our name is Bennett, we're not in it. And England kicked their asses. Mm. They did. But... They eventually worked it out and England eventually decided, agreed to leave. So it is Argentine territory, but it took a long time. People got killed and the U.S. was just hands off. We didn't do anything. So it's not the same as the Israel thing because we are not allies with um, Palestine or Syria, the little countries surrounding them. But we are allies with, ally might be too strong a word, but we do supply arms to Jordan that's right there, to Egypt that's right there, to Saudi Arabia, which is on the other side, and a couple other little nations. We supply arms to all those nations, and we say well, these are also our allies, and Israel's our ally. So if they if they stopped, then what happens is, is that you cede the Middle East to what probably has the the I don't want to say the best or the greatest army, but close to it is Iran. And, and Iran is an enemy of the United States. Mm. So the U.S. would not back out of being an ally to Israel because Israel is our military wall against Iran, Iranian influence across the Middle East. So Israel is the, is the, the wall for that. And Iran is aligned with Russia. So the U.S. would not concede the Middle East, because A, everyone knows there's oil there, right? Even though we're not the major recipient of Middle Eastern oil anymore, because we got our own oil here and we get oil from other places, but but that oil still flows around the world into other nations that are that we consider allies all across the globe. So if the US backed out, um, a vacuum has to be filled. Who's going to fill that vacuum? It's going to be Iran, and then it and then it's going to, so you got Iran, you got Russia, and then you got China. China would come in and say, okay, we'll build infrastructure and we will 
do this and we'll start getting this oil from here. And it disrupts global markets. And so, and this is where people who are supporting Palestine are, are right in that they say it's money. It is money. Yeah. But it's not just US money, it's global markets money. And so you get into global stability if the US withdraw its support from from Israel, because then what happens is, okay, there's a, a Iran, right? Would Iran attack Israel immediately upon learning that the U.S. would not defend them? They would. And you know what? You know what Israel has? Nuclear bombs. Wow. And so does Iran. And so does Saudi Arabia. And so you go, okay, now what happens? Israel's sitting there going, well, we're about to get attacked by Iran, Iraq, um, terrorists, the, the, the Hez- Hezbollah, Syria, um, uh, you got Hamas. You got the Houthis in Yemen. We're going to get attacked by all these people. What do we have to lose? Wow. Launch some fucking missiles with some, with some nuclear warheads on it. And then you have that. And so when you start plotting this stuff on the board and go, well, can we do this? And what would be the outcome? Now, that's those are the worst case scenarios, right? We would draw support and maybe that doesn't happen. But do you want to risk that? And I, mm. I, I, I don't know. It's very sad. Like it's it's one of those things where you think just because we've been doing it for this long doesn't mean we have to continue doing it. So and and you know you see on that you see and and you always the voice of reasoning for me is a check in with you, right? Because the, mm-hmm. the 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 education that you have taught yourself throughout your lifetime um, supersedes what most people. Um, have have taught me in the past. So like thinking about how we supply, you know, when people say, well, the United States is funding this. Yeah. And, and again, we talked about this last week, United States, President Biden is not doing it. It's the Congress and it's the companies that are supplying right. those weapons. Right. How do how how can we change the narrative? I, I guess as we go into a twenty twenty four election, and this is what Republicans use to say, "Hey, Biden was responsible for not doing a ceasefire. Do you want to have him as your political as your presidential leader in twenty twenty four? That could be the narrative. Am I wrong? You're not wrong about that. And so, so then you say, okay, well, what is, um, you said two things. One, it's not like President Biden is writing a personal check and handing it to the president of Israel. Right. Like that, right. That, like that doesn't happen. Money is appropriated through the con- Congress funds all this stuff. So you have to, you have to get Congress, right, to vote to not fund them. That's what you have to do. And in order to get the Congress to do that, a bill has to be written. Who's going to write that bill? The Republicans support Israel more than and stronger than Democrats. Wow. Right. So that's not your option. Like if you if if you allow a Republican held Congress and you get a Republican president, they're going to increase the aid. And because they are more funded by big military, um, big business, right? Northrop Grumman, all these companies that make the weapons, they want it, they want more war than anybody because of the money that you make. So that's the wrong move. But then if you say, okay, well, the president is ultimately responsible. And the leader of this country um 
maybe he should pay the price, right? So you say, oh, Biden shouldn't be president anymore because he's supporting Israel. And you go, okay, well, we don't vote for him or we vote for someone else or something like that. So now you have a Republican in. Okay, so so now you have Donald Trump in. Like, let's say mm-hmm. like that, that scenario. Donald Trump has said, if I'm in office, not only am I deporting Muslims, right? I mean, I'm deporting Muslims, not, not foreign Muslims who happen to be here, American citizens who are Muslims is what he's saying. I, I'm not going to allow anybody from Palestine to come into this country and we're going to fully destroy Hamas and we don't care what happens to Palestine. Like we don't care. And we're going to attack Iraq or Iran because they're involved in it. Then that's just, it, that's just foreign. Inside, he said, we're going to have a national abortion ban. We're going to have immediate death penalties for people convicted of drugs. Right? All these things. So what you're saying is, not you, but that scenario is, well, we don't want Biden because he's doing this, but we're going to let this other guy get in. He said he's going to do all these bad things. And then who are you punishing? You're punishing people in this country. And that person is going to punish those people in Palestine even more. So the options are you either have someone who's trying to make it better or you have someone who says, I'm going to blow it all up and make it mm. make it 10 times worse. Not just there, but, but also here. But here's what I think. Here's another part of this. This has been going on 80 years. Yep. 80 years. And you know what? At some point, it's like it's like it's like a um it's like a, a, a 25, 30, 40 year marriage, right? At some point, someone in an abusive relationship. At some point, like those uh, uh marriage counselors were saying, you know, there's her truth, there's his truth, and then there's the actual truth, mm. right? And the leaders in Israel and in Palestine for 80 years, at this point, they've all been wrong. Because it's 80 years. You could have solved this in over 80 years. Now, the guy that's running, the guy that's running Israel right now, Benjamin Netanyahu, he is the Israeli equivalent of Donald Trump. He's that guy. Wow. This guy is a he's a right-wing maniac. Like this guy is crazy. And as a matter of fact, his government, his government is they should be those people are those people are criminals. They should be kicked out of office. They should be tried by the Hague. They should be imprisoned. That's how awful they are. But they're the government. Like we we can't replace their government. They have a body that votes on government, you know, and all this kind of stuff and all that kind of stuff. And President Biden doesn't control them. Hmm. They, they, he doesn't control them. They this is what they're doing. And those people are. That government is awful. Look, I I want Jewish people to have a country. I want Palestinian people to have a country. And that's what's called the two-state solution. Yeah. Like, there's a state for me. There's a state for you. We live in peace side by side. We have trade. We just, we just normalize relations. I don't care about your goddamn religion. You don't have to care about my goddamn religion. Right? We just, like everybody else in the world, we have a border. Everybody does their thing. That's ideal. And that's, that has been proposed for 60 years. And they got close during President Clinton's time. Yes. They, got, they got so close. It was worked out 
Palestinians have the right of return. They got land on the West Bank. They got all this stuff. And at the time, the leader, Menachem Begin for Israel and Anwar Sadat for, um, Palestine. for Palestine. And they got him in this country to shake. It started with Jimmy Carter. Ronald Reagan did a little bit. And then George W. Bush, George Bush the first didn't really do much, but then they got the Clinton. They got him together. And they were here in Camp David. They shook hands and they had an agreement. But 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 Anwar Sadat, that guy, Hamas had already started. And he was afraid of them. He had worked out the agreement. And at the last second, he backed out. Mm. And they declared an infantile war. And the 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 hardline right wings in Israel, they assassinated the president. They were like, no, you're not doing this again. They were that close. And it's it's gone to hell ever since. It's gone to hell ever. Okay. So when you say when we demand a ceasefire, there's doesn't mean that you have to. Just like a red light doesn't mean you have to stop at a red light. You could go through it if you choose to. <laughs> so yeah. if I if I if if the United Nations comes together and President Biden says ceasefire, does that mean Israel has to stop? And if they no. don't, no, that becomes that becomes a war crime, or they've already no. they've already done war crimes. No, no, and and so the United Nations the United Nations proposed a ceasefire, and the United States was the only country to veto it. So there are there are five permanent members of the UN Security Council and that have veto power. The United States, Russia, China, Great Britain, and France. So anything that's proposed, any one of those countries alone can say no, and then it, it doesn't go. It doesn't matter if 200 countries are for it, it doesn't matter. That any one of those five countries can just, they have permanent veto power. That, but why would they say no to that? Why would the United States say no to a ceasefire? So if you go back 80 years, 80 years to now, the United States is, the United States has never supported any measure that has condemned Israel for 80 years. Mm. They've never done it. So the, it goes back to your earlier question. Well, couldn't they have done it now? They're yeah. not going to do it now in the middle of a war. Wow. They're not going to do it. Like, I think I think they should have. Right. I think that would have sent the right message. Yeah. Right. But they didn't do it. They didn't do it. And they, and they should have. But on the other hand. President Biden's team and uh, Anthony Bilkin, he's doing the ambassador work. What they did do was they got a pause. They got it's 40 nations worth of people over there, foreign nationals there. They've gotten a lot of hostages out. They got aid to Palestine and they got Israel to, to, to slow down. But at the same time, Israel doesn't have to buy by any of that. And none of those war crime tribunals are going to happen. And let me tell you why. That same UN, they, they did that against the United States with George W. Bush when we were doing that war in Iraq. They said, you're a war yeah. criminal. Yeah. And George W. Bush has never left the country after that. Yeah. Because they say, well, you know what? You could get arrested if you leave this, you leave the United States. He's never left. So, so we've been in that position. And the US vetoed that stuff back then. So, but I still think they should have 
it would have just been symbolic. Yeah. But I think I think they should have done it. But if I look at well, what is President Biden doing? They're trying to work undercover because they know that government in Israel are full of lunatics right now. And I don't know, maybe you don't want to provoke them anymore or something like that. I don't if know. You, so, you just said it's a comparison that Netanyahu is similar to Trump. He's the Israeli yes. Trump. So even if they did, the, the Trump, his narcissism never allowed him to succumb to right. being told what to do. Now, yeah. the big question I have for you is you have a major, major crush on Gail Godot. I love I love Gail Godot. I love I know you love her. <laughs> do you how do you feel about her? Because she was an Israeli fighter and she's been just posting and talking all about Israel and the support of Israel and she she hasn't said anything along the lines of like this this should be happening you know like most Christians yeah yeah, yeah she's not saying anything like that but how are you feeling about that what are your thoughts on that well um every every Israeli citizen at the age of 18 has mandatory military um enrollment you have to oh, serve sure. everyone you have to serve two years so if you're born in Israel, you're an Israeli citizen. When you get to 18, you have to serve two years in the military. You don't have a choice. Wow. Yeah. So a lot of people don't know that. Like it's not. I didn't know it's, that. Yeah, it's not like here. We have a, what we call an all volunteer army. They're they're a little nation. They don't have that. It's mandatory service. So if you ever see an Israeli citizen on TV or like a Gal Gadot, right? She's an Israeli citizen, and they're grown up. You go. You know, they were in the military. Wow. Like, that's yeah. And so. I don't I don't have a problem with that. It's just that's no different than us having military planes at our at our football games and singing national anthems and the military coming out with military flags that you know that that's just what these countries do. I, I don't have a problem with that. Like that's that's her country. So but you know what? Look, if I if I'm Palestinian, right? We talked about this before that it's mostly civilians that die during war. And civilians are dying in Palestine. And there is a lot of chatter online that that black people should identify with the Palestinians mm. because they are effectively not effectively they are they are segregated, right? They are segregated, they are oppressed, they don't have all the goods and services in Palestine that they should have. They don't have, you know, a lot of human rights and dignity, and they're just they're just overpowered by this nuclear armed nation right next door to them, who another nuclear armed nation, Great Britain, gave them that land. They said, look, Palestine, out of the way, this is Israeli land now. And then for the last 80 years, the world superpower, the United States has said, we back we back these people. We back them. 100% unequivocally, right? Now, you're, you're, Pal- you're Palestinian. You're just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, I, I'm... I, I, I had no choice but to be born in East Oakland, yeah. right? I, I didn't have any choice in this. And now, and, I, and I'm in Palestine. I don't have, I don't always have fresh water. I don't always have electricity. I, I can't come and go as I please. I can't go down certain streets. I can't, my passport is no good in most places around the world. I am just a third class citizen on this planet hmm. because of these people next door to me. Right. And I and I had nothing to do 
with Germany trying to genocide them. Like that wasn't me. I, I'm I'm a Palest I'm a Palestinian. My grandfather lived where they live and got kicked out, and now I'm here. And I I I can't like build a house. I can't do anything. And and I have the world's greatest superpower that supports them. Mm-hmm. Right. And so then so black people go, where I, I sort of identify. I, I get. I get why they're so upset, right? Yeah. And upset is not the right word because I don't want to make light of it. Like it's, yeah. it's bigger than that. And then, and then, and then you know, Hamas. These are these are people. These are children of people who have been killed over the last 10, 15, 30, 40 years. Who say enough? We are going to just start killing folk mm-hmm. because we are at our end. Right. And we don't care if it blows up to all these nations, because you know what? We're living in hell. And if we have to live in hell, everybody else should be living in hell. Look, I'm not saying I agree with that, but I understand that. Yeah, I I do. I understand that now. But if I, you know, if I'm just me and I'm not in the military, I'm not part of Hamas. I'm just a Palestinian, you know, nobody. And now Israel is responding. Look, they have a right to defend themselves. Hamas attacked over the border and killed 1,400 people and kidnapped a few hundred people from 40 nations. Israel says, that's what you want to do? And they start bombing. If I'm sitting in Palestine, already in deplorable conditions, and now I have missiles raining down on my head in my neighborhood, that's not going to make me like Israel anymore. Right. Right, <laughs> and that's not going to make me like the United States. Yeah, and it, and the UN and U.S. military and the military companies, and quite frankly, it's going to make me hate U.S. citizens. Yeah, right, and so that's why you see, that's why you see not just in this country in some of our colleges and universities, but other countries, people standing up for Palestine because. Look, those people got it bad. Look, as a black man growing up in America, I get it, right? I've told you the stories. My grandparents trying to register to vote, having to walk past armed white men in Texas with with rifles, trying to vote, right? Look, I understand this. Like, uh, you can look look through American history, you know, 250 years of enslavement, 100 years of Jim Crow, right? You can look through a hundred different recorded massacres of black people in black cities, right? And just, you can look at our healthcare, our jobs, our wealth, our health overall. You go, yeah, I, I get, I, I can empathize with the Palestinians. And I wish if I could get the, the, the Israeli military to just back the fuck up for a minute, I would do it because at some point revenge just becomes your way of life. Yeah, that's all and, you know. Yeah, right. And and, and they are just pummeling harmless people. Now, I get that. And I wish that they could get the two-state solution. And at the same time, at some point, you got to say that if I look at the other perspective of it, Hamas has got to get out of there. They got to yeah. get out of there. They're the equivalent of ISIS, right? Okay. And And... There were people around the world telling the U.S. government, 
hey, that's enough of that war in Iraq. Like, stop it. And the U.S. government was like, we don't stop until the mission is done. Okay. Right? And and we just kept going. Saddam's got to get out of there. They they, you know, they 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 got him out of there, found him, you know, buried, hiding and stuff. They killed They let the people kill him. Right? And then they were like, oh, we're going we're to dismantle your military. We're going we're gonna to dismantle your infrastructure. We're going to just make sure that you are not an issue, you know, for the next 20 years. And you know what, Jen? Iraq, Iraq had nothing to do with 9-11. Nope. And conservative estimates are the U.S. military killed 2 million civilians. Fuck. 2 million. Million. I mean, it's, it's, it's mind-blowing. And you know what? You never, you never see a rock in the news anymore. Nope. Nothing. Nothing. Completely flattened. Every now and then, maybe a terrorist attack or something. Just flattened. Just, you know what? Nothing. The U.S. military just said, we're not going to worry about you for 20 years. We're going to just take you out. So you're a non-factor for the next 20 years. But you know what that does? That made Iran go, yeah, we need more nuclear weapons. And you know what that did? It sent people that were fighting for their country of 9-11 thinking they were doing something. And people died. Like yes. people die. I don't even remember who was that football player that went over there. Uh, like terrible, that guy for the Arizona Cardinals. Um, I forget his name. Uh, yes, I look at yeah, whatever. Yes. But yeah, so like he goes there fighting, and it wasn't even Iraq. It wasn't even Iraq. It's terrible. Well, and I mean, what what was the statistics for World War Two deaths? Did you seventy million? Yeah, estimated seventy million civilians died in World died War Died in World War Two. Yeah, seventy million, and so. So people are saying, oh, they're killing civilians. Israel's killing civilians. And I don't want this to sound callous, but if you just look at war, that's what war is. You kill civilians. Yeah. But I think sometimes in America, because we haven't had um, war on, on, in this country since the Civil War, and then we haven't had a really dirty, grind, grinded out war since Vietnam. And most people, you know, these people today don't, don't you know, they have no knowledge of that. They just have you know, Iraq, we were just watching things on, on TV monitors, just bombing what looked like buildings. And we didn't, we weren't showing dead bodies and body bags and all that stuff. Right. So it, it's very, it's very cleaned up for us in this country. But war is killing civilians. That's what it is. And it, and that's why you don't want to go to war. Right. The military, we, you know, we do all the parades and the, the Purple Hearts and, you know, you know, welcoming home heroes and all that kind of stuff. That's all just glamour. But the dirt of it is, is what's happening in Palestine. Someone's sitting in their house and their apartment building gets bombed and they're just, they're dust. And and now we've got people on the internet showing, um, showing like body bags, mothers holding their children. Um, yes. Just body horrible. parts, bits and pieces of body parts. It's horrible very, stuff. We're seeing more in this and i think i think because we've been so desensitized to violence right so we we talk up we last week we talked about school yeah. shootings and yavaldi and what an ar-15 yeah. can do to a tiny body we don't get to see those images we and don't. now we're suddenly we're suddenly starting to see images and that visual representation of war what looks what yes. war looks like is becoming overwhelming for people because they yes. just were ignorant to it. It's very similar. It's not similar. I was going to, I was going to use it. Uh, a, a girlfriend of mine and me were talking about um, 
it's not, this is just an example. So don't come at me. I, I'm not comparing yeah. the loss of children to veganism, but it's very similar when I ask somebody if they want to know what happens to animals and they mm -hmm. say, no, I'd yes. rather not know. It's rather very know. similar to like, we could, I, would I want to see these images? Hell no. Right now I'm being forced to, because they are all over my social media feeds. Yeah. Unless and I disconnect, I'm not going to not, it's on Instagram. Yeah. It's, it's on, everywhere. It's well, everywhere. you know what? That's a whole nother level of, of war now is, is winning social media. Oh. Right. And so, and so there are uh, social media teams as part of, information, disinformation, and misinformation campaigns that work for the various governments um, who push out content because they want to win on the hearts and minds of people to their side. And it's not just the two countries, it's supporters of those countries. So you'll have, you know, or there's supporters of those countries. So say, so say a country uh, supports Palestine. Um, say, it's, say it's Jordan. Let's just throw that country out. Yeah. There will be people in Jordan and the Jordan military and Jordan regular people because it's social media. It can be anybody, right? Who push out content that maybe it's actual, maybe it's factual because somebody in Palestine could send video to someone and they push it out, right? But it also there are videos out there that are years old wow. that the people are saying, "Hey, this is happening right now," and it's not not that it didn't happen, but it's not happening right now. But then you also have people in other countries who want to sow. Um, problems in the U.S. or in Israel or in Iran, and they push out content to try to get people upset at their governments like that. Now, that's not just outside of this country. That happens inside this country as well. Oh, sure. Like we, we do it as well. But yeah, there's a huge information disinformation campaign online. And, and I think it is as awful as, as it as it is, like you were saying, seeing the, the videos and images, I just, I don't think people should be, um, I don't think that stuff should be hidden from people. I don't, I don't I think, think so either. No, no, people need to see that stuff. Because you know why else? Look, when we talk about, you know, Americans are quick to talk about, oh, I don't want my tax dollars supporting this, this congressperson, you know, on a yacht, or I don't want my tax dollars supporting this cop beating up people shooting or paying a, a settlement because that cop killed somebody. Like, yeah. I don't want to do that. But we we do that because we don't have a choice in this country, right? And some, I, I'm going to look it up before we get off this call. The majority of our tax dollars go to our military. It all So the average right? is, I think, $174 compared to, yeah, I, I know that it's the number one thing that your tax dollars go to because right. we have $8.8 .8 trillion that we spend on our government. So yeah, our tax dollars is twenty percent. I, I just looked it up. What is it? Well, twenty percent of the federal budget 20%. goes to the Department of Defense or the military, right? That that's that's the, the the biggest chunk. And that money, that you know how much money that is? Like eight hundred seventy-seven billion dollars a year. A year. That and you know what? Okay, so the United States military, they get $877 billion a year. That amount is 40% of all the world's spending on military. Excuse me. 40%. So our military, that's how much money they get. And 
it's not just, it's not just, it doesn't just sit here or in our military bases, our ships or whatever. That money with that equipment and all that stuff goes to other countries too. And, it's amazing. And people will say, I don't, this is my tax dollar. I'm funding this war. You have no choice. Like you don't you get no to choice. pick where you're, they don't ask you on your W-2 tax form, where do you want your nope. federal taxes to be dispersed to? Like nope. we don't, we don't get that option. And nope. you know, what's funny about taxes too, because not only do you pay mm-hmm. taxes, so you get your gross income tax. Now you're paying taxes on everything you buy. Everything. Like I just everything. Don't, what is the insanity around that? But yes, yeah, so people don't have a choice. And right. so when Palestine, to your point earlier, when Palestine looks at America, they look at Americans as approving and funding. Yes. Yes, point. exactly. And and I mean, there's truth to that. Like we, yeah. we can vote locally in our state and federal elections, and we try to get people in office who you know, advance causes, you know, help the climate, help people, blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, money is appropriated to our military. And, and we Americans, you know, one reason we can sit and pontificate about wars in other lands is because those wars aren't here because we got a big, bad military keeping that shit from here. Yeah. That's, that's something. Huh? I mean, yeah. I mean, and you hear people say that we are complicit. Like it, it's us. Like we are the funders of these wars. We are, and and either we fund we fund the equipment, the intelligence, and stuff like that. Because the world order is, you know what? There are these countries don't get along. Countries don't get along, and they haven't gotten along for the last hundred what, forever. But in you know in, in the nuclear age, you know since the forties, everything has been you know very precarious, and you want what they call detente, where mutually assured destruction is what is what the Soviet Union and 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 the United States called it, meaning I have my nuclear weapons, you have yours, and because we can destroy each other, we're going to be safe. And then, then the two countries said, and we don't want what they used to call nuclear proliferation. We don't want other countries to get nuclear weapons. But it did. It spread. It went from us us and, and Russia or Soviet Union, um, Great Britain, because they were our number one ally, France, because they were our number one ally, because we wanted to surround um, the Soviet Union, and then Germany at that time. But then we got Germany back together, and they got nuclear weapons. And so Russia sort of surrounded on you know on, on the European continent. Well, China, they're not dummies. They got their own nuclear weapons. And then India was like, well, you know, we got issues too. They, they got their nuclear weapons. And Pakistan was like, well, we don't like India. They got their nuclear weapons. And then Israel got theirs, and Saudi Arabia was like, well, they got nuclear weapons, we're going to get nuclear weapons. And then Iran was like, well, Saudi Arabia gets weapons, we're going to get weapons. And then the Americans were like, well, we want some nuclear weapons over here, because all we got is the United States, and what if they don't like us? So there's thoughts that maybe Brazil and Argentina got nuclear weapons. That That's over the past 80 years. That shit spread anyway, because it's just technology. People figure things out, right? And so now, now, we, now we're sitting here like, okay, but we have the most, so nobody's going to mess with us. But that doesn't mean that all these other little countries won't start going at it. Well, and, and we think about when you said the eight, I thought it was 800, I thought it was 8 trillion, but $875 billion. Crazy. And that's the first thing we pay for rather than the citizens that pay into taxes. Yeah, yeah. So and our that's, citizens and that's, don't have- yes, and that's, that's yearly. 
That's you. And our, and our citizens don't have free health care. They don't have a roof over their head. Our citizens yes. that we pay into taxes don't have free health care. Children don't have access to food. They want to take lunches away, but yeah, we'll still spend eight. Like, make it make sense. Like, we've got to make it make, it make sense. sense at some level. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I hate, I hate that too. And that's why, that's why I do understand the cause for where people say President Biden should stop this. Yeah, he should stop this. But then I, I take a step back and go, you know specific to Israel, they have a what they call, it's a Nesset. It's like their version of Congress or something, or Parliament. Well, he doesn't control them. They vote how they want to vote. And their Prime Minister, as crazy as he is, he is the guy in charge. And I I, I think the only thing, because you know, you could play like a what if, what if the U.S. sent, we already have air carriers there, right? We got, we got, we got military there. What if we sent a gigantic military force into Palestine. And we said, we are military. We're going to root out Hamas. We're going to go fucking door to door, tunnel to tunnel, and kick their asses out. And once that's done, right, we're going to establish a border. You know, we're going to, we're going to, the border is there, but we're going to protect this border. And we've told Israel, these are our military stops. Don't fire, don't fire shit. No rockets, no nothing. Right. We're gonna do this and then get that, get that safe, right? But now you go, okay, if we did that, because what if we did? Like the US could totally do that. We have the, yeah. the military and the intelligence capabilities to do that. So now we do that. Do they leave? We're still in Iraq. We still got military there. Like, do we just plant ourselves right there? Because you're going to be there for 20 years, right? You're going to be there for 20 years to try to what what the what the um, what the uh, the politicians call nation build. Mm-hmm. Like, can yeah. we just nation build right there? Put an infrastructure in and do this, and then do Americans? Will Americans accept American deaths right there? Like, maybe you know you may not remember back when Ronald Reagan was president. There was a we had you know we had a we had a military establishment in Beirut, and some terrorists blew it up, and two hundred service members got killed. Two hundred, and America was like, "Get the fuck out of there!" Right, yeah. and so I don't know. I I think that could be done, but there's a lot of danger in that, and there's I mean it could be done, but I I don't I I just don't think this country has the will to do that. I really don't. It would have to. It would take something extraordinary like 9-11 happening for the U.S. to do something right there because if people don't like to hear this we have a military there it's called it's called the Israeli military they're already there and people don't like to hear that but that's that's a cold hard fact damn it sucks it sucks especially if you're Palestinian that that just sucks and and all based on Honestly, the colonization and religion. Uh, uh, sir, it's it's a mess. I was thinking about that today because, um, well, actually, we just talked about it. How after the end of World War II, um, uh, Jewish people, the survivors over in um, Europe, because it wasn't just it was mostly Germany, but it was other places where the United Nations got together and said, "Well, what are we going to do with these people? They need a homeland." And there were there were a lot of proposals. There were some 
carve out some land in Europe. There was Alaska, um, a couple of other places. And finally, like it was settled right there. And people at the time said, well, you got people living there. Like these, you know, I don't think they, I, I think they called it Palestine. And I'm not sure if they called it something else, but they were like, there are people living there. And then Great Britain was like, yeah, but these are Jewish people and they've been there for thousands of years. And they just said, we're going to, we're going we're gonna to put them there. Now, remember, this is, this is Great Britain. Now, Great Britain went into India, disrupted that entire nation over a hundred years, killed millions, killed millions. And, and millions through starvation. And that was fucking Winston Churchill. They were like, let them die. These people are worth nothing. And then when they decided to leave India, because India, they rose up, you know, they, Great Britain carved up India, India and said, and said, Muslims live here and Hindus live here. And that's how we got India and Pakistan. They just drew a line, said, you're on one side or the other. But then that's India, right? And so and there's been wars there for 50 years. Because they still dispute some of the territories. So then you also had you also had Great Britain, you had France, you had Portugal, you had um Spain, Italy, um, and I'm probably forgetting a couple others, but they carved up Africa like that. You know, the, the 54 countries that we have in Africa right now, the borders, that was all made by European countries. And so they carved it up like that based on minerals and resources and who, which country in Europe was getting, you know, resources from where. This is like pre and post slave trade. And they carved it up irregardless of religion, ethnicity, anything. So you end up having a country, let's say Nigeria, because that's a, something people recognize, where you end up having, you know, 30 different ethnic groups there that weren't naturally aligned. But those European powers didn't care. They just carved it up and said, this is how this, is how this continent is. And then, and then you have 200 years worth of wars. There's 12, 12 or 14 wars going on in Africa right now. That all stems from all that World War, pre and post World War II shit. And so it's just it, like, I mean, you could get really get in the weeds and go, and you, you see it online, colonization is bad. And I think people know that, but I think people see that as something in the past, as a as opposed to something active right now. And you know what? Palestine and Israel, that's colonization too. That, that, that's what that is. And Palestine rightly says, Israel, you guys are colonizers. You came in and took our land and put us in a, a bin, right, to the side, and we're not shit now. I, Anyway, I'm gonna go on and rant. I, I don't know how it's resolved, but I will say I I agree with people who say the United States, even even all that I know the United States is doing, even probably what I don't know, because there's always secret stuff happening. I still would say that the United States and Israel having the most power over there. If you have the most power, most power, you have the most responsibility, then you got to do more. Mm. Right? You got to do more to stop this nonsense. You you have to. Or like, where does it go? It's just spiraling. So, yeah. Anyway. It's a lot. And it's a lot to process. It's a lot to see. There's a, there's a level of, yes, my privileges. I can turn off my social media. I can turn off the news. I can turn off my computer. I can yeah. just get lost in TV. There's a privilege to that. There's also a consuming part of it 
the helplessness that you have. Yes, you can make your calls to your, you know, local agent, your government offices, declaring, you know, do a ceasefire, all that stuff. But still, right. you're going to bed in a comfortable space and you're not the risk of your family being blown to bits. Like generations of families just died. Blown to bits. Blown to bits. Just, just evaporated. So it's a little overwhelming on how to process that. And also the guilt associated with not having to process it, like to not have to right, live right. through that and feel appreciative of that, but also feel guilty because you're appreciative of that. It's it's crazy. And then you think about the the everything in South Africa, the 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 terrible Yes. wars that are happening there to women and children as well as well right. as elderly like it's not just the problem is is that the news outlets are not telling you or showing you that we don't get visuals on our for you page showing what's right. happening at all right we don't get that like we we i mean in, in many ways like you said like we have the privilege to just watch nfl all day sunday and tune yeah. it out like we did, we could just, we could just tune it out, right? And that's, and we can't, you can't feel guilty about that. And you know what? Let me tell you something. So I was talking about how Black Americans can identify with Palestinians because they are just being overwhelmed by a superior power that controls their lives, right? But on the other hand, in this country, our civil rights movement, our partners were Jewish people, mm. right? They, they, Jewish people started the NAACP, funded it with us, right? It was them. It was them. Uh, paying for our paying for lawyers who are marching and dying with it was Jewish people. So Black Americans are really in conflict. But I would say that I wrote I wrote something about this about a about a year or two ago, and it was I don't know it was something going on somewhere around the world. People are protesting or whatever, and online people were saying, "Well, Black Americans should be speaking out." And I thought about that. I thought, you know, we can't save the world. It's not us. I, I like we can't say the word like you and I were talking about this this American military budget. I can't change that, and if anybody can change that, it's not the forty million black people in this country. Like we can't change it, and it's it's unfair. And and I do like I said, I want Palestine to have a have its own country and be free of all the bullshit. Like let people grow up, go to school, get a job, live like the rest of us live, and I want Israel to have their own country. And just do their own shit. Let people go to school, grow up, get a job, live their own shit, right? I, I but I can't. My wishing doesn't make that happen. And the U.S. military, we have at some point, people in this country, voters in this country, have to understand that the United States, like it or not, we have allies, and the allies that we have, we support, and we may talk to them harshly. But the bigger story is going to be we're going to support our allies even when they do bad, dumb shit. Mm. Even even when, even when they do that, even when they do, France is doing shit all up and down the Caribbean and a couple of northern African nations and the shit they did in Haiti and they're still doing it in Haiti. France is doing that right now. France is doing that right now, like right now. And nobody's crying out for for Haitians. Haitians are escaping right now, trying to get out of there. Because of some shit that France did and American developers making beaches private, you know, Haitians can't go there. There's a big old rave going down in somewhere in some beach, some newly private beach in Haiti. And it's all white people there. It's just a rave. There's all white people there, DJs, and Haitians can't go there. Wow. And 
and you got people fleeing Haiti because all the unrest and everything. And a lot of that is France and U.S. And nobody's protesting for them. Nobody's saying, hey, we should go help these people. And I, I, I don't know the answer to that stuff, but you, we can't fall into despair and nihilism, it's called, where you just go, nothing is good, I, I give up. Because the little things do matter. So uh, whether it's some some little thing online or whether it's voting, those things do matter. And voting is not like Valentine's Day. You don't have to love a politician. That That's not the idea of voting, <laughs> right? You don't fall in love with a politician and yeah, they're getting, you know, they do what they can, but yeah, big business controls a lot of it. But at the same time, there was a reason $100 million in aid went to Palestine and that truck started going and that Egypt started allowing people in and that hostages got released because the U.S. was working to get that stuff, to get that stuff, um, to, to get it to happen. But you have to do it in a way that you're not embarrassing your partner. And so I, yeah. you know, I, don't know. I know, I know it's too much. It's too much. Oh, you know what? But we go back. It was, it was, it was. It, oh, now I lost his name. Pat Tillman. Pat Tillman Jr. Yes. yes. Even yes. that was some fuckery. Because they, they brought him back as a hero. He died in the world and it turned out it was friendly fire. They hit it. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is as it seems. Nothing is as it seems. It's, <laughs> it's what they say about social media when you see women and men and how they look. <laughs> Nothing is as it seems. No, that's, no. The, that's the frustrating part. Sir, have you seen Lisa Rinna's face? I, I didn't even know that was Lisa Reno. I, I, one comment said, I saw it on TikTok and they had her side by side. And one com- I just went to, you know, you just go straight to the comments. One comment said, Cher looks good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. The internet is savage. Yeah, because she's not on this season of The Real Housewives um Beverly Hill so I think they either fired her or she decided not to be on this year but I saw that video of that and I didn't even know it was her like her wig looked really bad her makeup looked really bad and whatever fillers she's adding to her face have just been pushed to the limits it was too much huh it was it's way too much doesn't even look like her anymore and it she actually looks older than yes yes crazy you know what I'm of the I'm of the look. If, if if you have the money to do the work to your 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 body, your face, whatever thing, and that's what, and that makes you happy. You know what? Spend your money and make yourself happy. Like yep. I don't criticize people for that. Like you do what you do, and I just think I don't know if it was too fresh or she came out too quickly, you know, in public. But mm. whatever happened with hers, like if she was supposed to go ten, she went thirty. <laughs> so much <laughs> she's and the other girls that are on uh beverly hills you know a lot of them are talking about how they took ozempic and stuff so that oh, it's interesting and, yeah erica king erica jane said i'm on hormones i was like what like that doesn't even make sense but okay um, what is that wow i don't know she didn't even elaborate she's like i'm not on ozempic i'm on hormones you should get on them i'm thinking <laughs> i don't i don't even know what that means sign me up for those hormones you know one thing i was talking to a friend of mine and i know that we're coming up on on the time but i do want to spend some time i have to do some research on this as well because i don't think i ever really knew about racial norms um, specifically around the NFL denying 
black football players their pension and disability benefits like due to the fact that they claim um black men heal faster and have thicker bones etc have you heard that racial norm i'm sure you have i'm not trying to woman's yeah 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 that was like they're denied pensions and denied like disability and stuff because the fact that they were rejected that they have they're stronger than their than their counterparts crazy huh and, and you know what you know what's newest everything is wrong with that but you know you know where that comes from that's yeah. that comes from slavery wow that's what that is they're, they're using they're using the talking points of the medical not mean the medical just society during the slave trade was that you know that um we were stronger we were faster. We could take a beating better. We could work longer. We were like, we were work animals. We were like mules and horses and cows and stuff that, and we didn't feel pain and stuff like that. And that, that thought with the athletes is also in the medical establishment, whereas black people, particularly black women are prescribed pain relief less than white women. Cause uh, the medical establishment doesn't believe we really feel pain or that we exaggerate it. Oh. It's, it, it. Both. Like, it's just one or the other. And then that's why Black women's infant mortality rate is is higher than most nations, right, in this country because our symptoms and our pain are disregarded. And so that, that stuff they were using in the NFL, um, that, you know, we didn't have the same pain and everything. And, that, and the other thing they were saying was, when they got compensation for um, traumatic brain injuries, yes, that they were saying the black, the black players should get less compensation, basically because they're stupid. Oof. That was the NFL, like that's the NFL, and finally, that had to come out via whistleblowers, and they were like, uh, "Okay, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna change that." That's crazy, huh? Oh my god. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and like I was telling my daughter, everything, like everything, you always got to, everything you go, there's a racial component to this, I bet. And then you dig, you go, oh, good God. Like it's worse than I even thought. <laughs> well, we are, I mean, so, okay. So next week we'll probably still be talking about Palestine and yeah. Israeli war that's happening. And hopefully not by then will we have any exaggerate. At that, let's hope by ne- next week we don't have it involving more countries. Let's yes. just let's let's hope that we're not talking about that. Um, and then we'll have to do our we have our 80th episode, so each of us will give a little rundown of our top things we hate. Um, get a little, have a little lighthearted conversation, and of course talk about you know what we're watching on TV this week. So um, awesome. Yeah, this, you know, again, to let everybody into the fact that we started this podcast because Myron and I have these discussions back and forth pretty much every day, um, especially just on hot topics, whether it is, whether it's just pop culture, whether it's TV, um, it originated from that. And these are the conversations that we've had this week. and And a lot of balance is given I hope all of you out there have a Myron that you can reach out to, to balance some of this conversation, to, to help keep you um, 
I guess I, maybe the word isn't right that I'm going to use, but help keep you on track with understanding what's truly what's right and what truly is wrong. And I don't have that. I I know this because I remember saying that I wasn't going to get vaccinated years ago. And he called me an idiot. Like he just said, you don't, don't be an idiot. <laughs> and that made me ask that. questions because, you know, you have all these echoes of people in your ear saying, oh, you shouldn't get vaccinated. You shouldn't get vaccinated. And then lo and behold, like he just said, you're an idiot. And here's why. And all of it fact-based. That's why I hope a lot of you have a Myron in your life that, that can help balance you out a little bit. You know, I appreciate you saying that. And um, I, I would turn that back on you, too, because uh, you bring up good, not just good topics and questions, but from a different angle, because, you know, you know, you know, I was a freak as a kid. I, I was reading my word events when I was six or seven, just following the stuff, you know, just in, in the newspaper back in those days and in the night, the daily and nightly news. And so, you know, and I, I told I've told my followers online that, look, I'm not a political analyst or anything. I'm just a guy. I'm just 59. I've just followed the news. And, you know, you just like pay attention to stuff. But I, I tend to like it and get into it. But that doesn't mean I know everything. It's good to hear questions and different points of views and everything. And some of it, you know, because I got someone said, you, you, you're just pro-Israel. And I go, no, I'm not. I'm more pragmatic than that. Like, I don't want people to die. And I'm pro-life. And I want palestinians to live and i know that the day the world that we live in right now they're overwhelmed they're overwhelmed they can't fight the u.s backed israeli government they can't hamas can't do it they don't have the power and you know what jen i know we got to go but we can delve into this is a good example of why even dr king said black people in america cannot rise up via revolution in this mm. country Palestine and Hamas is showing you exactly why. You can't. Wow. There's not enough of us. We don't have the weapons. We have the technology and all that kind of stuff. You can't do it. And and there were some calling for that kind of that kind of you know fighting and stuff. They're showing why it doesn't work. You can't fight a superpower on their own fucking land. Like oh, it's not gonna happen. And yeah. so that's why Dr. King said the only way out of this abyss is talking talking some more, voting, and working through um, issue by issue. And it's slow, it's long, it's hard, it's incremental, but that's the only way. The only other way is death. And Hamas has failed the Palestinian people by taking that that route. That That's what I think. And I, I feel bad. For, I wish they would stop. But anyway, that's a whole, we could talk about that some more. So I know we could. I, I learned so much. And it, it, it forces me to learn more outside of these conversations. It forces me to follow the paper trail, follow the money. It forces me to understand Palestinian and check out what documentaries are out there. Like you said, this has been going on for 80 years. This has been a fight. Look, at you also said that... Um, uh, Oh God! What it, um, Bill, um, Clinton. president, huh? Clinton. Yeah, Bill Clinton. Jesus, who almost got us to almost got that, it. Almost got it. And that I don't even remember if that came up on the news. I thought to myself, that's so irrelevant. That doesn't bother. That doesn't right. bother me. Amazing. Just, now. Like this has come to the forefront that I have to. I should know about this stuff. I should be educated on this stuff and. Um, it's a wake up call to me. So appreciate our dialogue today. Those listeners out there, please rate us, whether you're pro-Palestine, pro-war, pro, -Palestine, pro, -war, pro
pro whatever it is, we yeah. want your feedback. It better be good. And if there's something that you want us to talk about in regards to our conversations, reach out to us on social media. There are in the show. They are in the show notes. Uh, we look forward to hearing from from most of you. If you're positive with us, yes, definitely, we'll definitely listen. And uh, we'll have our movie and TV reviews uh, next year in our, in our um, what we hate. Or yeah. next week and what we next hate. week. I was like, next yeah. year, God, we only have a month and a half left of 2023. <laughs> so don't even get me started. Yes. Always a pleasure talking to you, Bessie. Yes. I look forward to our next go around. Peace out. Peace out. Bye. Love this podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review. Visit the episode description to find out how you can connect with the hosts on social media. Voice Memos is a production of Dear Dean Publishing. All rights and trademarks reserved. No portion of this podcast shall be reproduced commercially without consent.